don't wait for an enemy not coming. Don't wait for the virus to come and get you. Like, yeah. um, I depend upon having the means by which to keep watch, to predict and to handle what has been predicted or expected. So if you were to have the awareness that, hey, listen, poor immune system because you're eating like crap is going to make me susceptible then you're you can predict that you're going to eventually get it if you're exposed body mind empowerment get stronger faster smarter quicker friendlier more helpful more driven everything the body needs control your mind welcome to the body mind empowerment podcast i'm a host seamland and our guest today is dr eric berg dr berg is a health educator best-selling author chiropractor and director of the health and wellness shelter in virginia he also has a popular YouTube channel with over 3 million subscribers. This episode is brought to you by Perfect Keto. Perfect Keto keto-friendly snacks and supplements are packed with quality ingredients that provide sustained energy to fuel your body and mind. Using strictly high-quality ingredients and no garbage means you're gonna skip any unnecessary spikes to your blood sugar and you'll feel great for hours. I think Perfect Keto has the highest quality supplements for the ketogenic diet and I use their ketones for both physical and cognitive performance. They also have amazing MCT powder that you can add to your coffee, as well as collagen powder that's great for the skin. Perfect Keto has a limited time offer for you. If you buy one of the products, you can get one for 40% off with the code SEEM40. So head over to perfectketo.com forward slash SEEM40 and let's get on with the show. Dr. Berg, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, I'm uh, really good, glad to have you on the show as well. And uh, I think you're, you're, you were one of the first uh, YouTube channels that I came across talking about the keto diet and uh, intermittent fasting several years ago. So it's been great to see that you, you've been growing massively ever since and uh, you've been getting like really good feedback uh, from so many people. Yeah. In fact, that's where you get all the really great information is the feedback, like you said, because in social media, it's a, it's a two-way communication. And uh, um, people, you have, I mean, I think we have like 3,000 3, comments a day. Wow. So you can get a lot of feedback from people to see what's happening, what problems they have, and then what solutions. They, they, they give me so many good ideas. And I've, I also want to mention even on your channel, uh, I get really good ideas. Uh, for trying things out on on my clientele as well from your you have a lot of great content as well so uh, i'm happy to be on here nice yeah thanks thanks for that and uh, you essentially then get a lot of the ideas for your videos from people and uh, kind of what's their particular problem yeah i have um what's called a closed facebook uh group and it's called the keto lab and where you can do experiments you can actually post a experiment um and have like a thousand people do it within a couple of days and get feedback right away. Mm -hmm. So I can figure out um, what's working, what's not working on a large percent of the population and then tabulate it myself. I also can um, send out um, like a survey to find out information and uh, you know, within minutes I can have 900 um, responses back. And I, you know, I, that's where I really have an advantage because you can learn from people because they, they just have, everyone's trying different things and you can find out what's working and then um, increase your awareness on things that you don't even think of. So it's, it's, a, it's a really good thing. Hmm. Yeah, and it's completely opposite to uh, mainstream medicine that, the, <laughs> that basically never takes into account uh, the feedback from the individuals and kind of just uh, relies on these large 
large studies that may not necessarily be suitable for the individual and they're not necessarily like uh, a reflection of reality uh, that's happening in, in an everyday setting. Isn't that so true? It's like, you know, they should put more attention on the other side of the communication. Um, they don't. They, it's, uh, it's kind of like, um, unfortunately, it's, uh, well, this is the treatment and this is what you're going to get and uh, we're not going to actually look the other side too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, how did you become, uh, you know, a doctor who starts making uh, videos on YouTube? You know, I originally started off, I was a wrestler in um, junior high school, high school and college. And um, I hurt myself really bad. I actually fractured my neck and, uh, um, and then it healed somewhat. But my mother took me to uh, uh, this doctor who was a chiropractor. I, don't, I didn't really know anything about chiropractors, even though my grandfather graduated as a chiropractor. I never met him. It came from Sweden. And uh, so I got treated and I, I I, w I was just blown away at the how a, how I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, that felt so wonderful. I said, I stood up and I said, do you like what you do? He goes, oh, I love it. I said, I want to do this. So, so uh, I, I started studying and, and getting into it, and then um, uh, went through the schooling, got trained, and then had a practice. And then I practiced for about thirty years and um, went through all different types of uh, techniques and things. But here's the big problem: when you go into school. You know, you, they teach you certain methods and um, you, then you get out in practice and you find that uh, uh, it doesn't, doesn't really work like they taught you and you have to figure things out. And so um, having this one tool, chiropractic, is, is okay for certain things. But what I found out is so many of the problems are referred from the organ tissue. Like, for example, if your gallbladder or your colon is um, inflamed, you're going to have pain that refers to the right shoulder systemically. And um, so then I started getting into like food and nutrition mm -hmm. and uh, the huge impact that that has on the body. And of course, what I was taught in school is pretty much, you know, garbage. So <laughs> uh, I started t uh, learning and testing things out and uh, um, I have a knack for that. And I just isolated over the years, things that work better and better and better and refined it until um we stumbled on what we have, you know, is the ketogenic diet. And then we added intermittent fasting. And then we really emphasizing intermittent fasting even more right now than the ketogenic diet. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you at my summit. But the, the point is that the combination is very powerful. So I started doing YouTube videos because uh, I told my wife, I said, if someone were to um, see some of the things that were the results we're getting in, in our clinic, I think they would be quite impressed. So we started. I started just sh shooting uh, videos on success stories, and like once a month, and then once a week, and then one day I said, you know, I'm just going to do like one video a day, mm -hmm. and um, <clears throat> things just took off because I, I I pretty much started earlier than a lot of people when it was much easier to get views. So I had a lot of views, and then um, it just really took off from there. And I do two videos a day right now. Mm -hmm. So that requires a lot of time. I get up at four and I'm pretty much, I study all the way until 12 uh, lunch and then I go do my videos. I just got back, I did four videos. Mm -hmm. And then um, I will um, go back to studying and researching and uh, continue that. So that's pretty much what I do full time. I like doing it. And then I do uh, like live uh, social media events. Mm -hmm. Like last night I did one the night before 
uh, just answering questions. I do a live show on uh, Friday morning, answering questions. And then, um, so that's how I, I got into it just, uh, for my own health as well. I was very, very sick. Uh, and, um, that's when it all started. So it really helped me personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, seems to be working really good. And the format is a very, uh, easy to understand and you know the whiteboard and people essentially like get to know this uh, to- topics much better and they kind of they they kind of learn about their own health and their own body you know, much more better than compared to just going to the doctor <laughs> yeah you're, you're right and i think the uh, unfortunately i wasn't a very good student in school um i had to kind of I learned how to study after I graduated. So I, I pretty much relearned everything that I learned because in school, it's not really about um, learning. It's about passing the test and yeah. uh, getting a grade. But what about the application? There's just actually not enough time to really digest and evaluate the information you're learning and, and make sure it's true and then being able to apply it. So you're crammed all this data every day. Um, I mean, I don't know if people realize this, but we, we have to take the same medical boards as a, certain medical boards or national boards as uh, the medical community does, um, omitting surgery and medication. But a lot of the basic sciences, I mean, are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of data. So um, unfortunately, it's like you don't have time to really learn it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cramming for tests. You get by and then you learn it when you get out. Um, and so that's kind of what it was. And then so, so I learned how to study after I graduated, which uh, helped me tremendously now. And the technology of learning how to study is exactly the same as uh, the technology of teaching. So um, I basically really make sure that the way I'm teaching it, people are digesting it so they don't have to go home and try to learn it, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm using all these big words. Yeah. And uh, basically, in most cases, the best way to learn something is actually try to explain it and teach it to others. Yeah. If, if you if you, can, if you aren't able to put it into like the simple terms, then you probably don't understand it and <laughs> uh, kind of have to refine your explanation. That is so true. I really, I really know this. If someone can't explain something, they don't understand it. So by learning it, that's the only way to really uh, be able to teach it is to, you have the, the people that can explain it very simply understand it a lot better than some people that, you know, they don't, mm-hmm. they're just teaching what they don't understand and you're just getting more confused. I, I used to train medical uh, doctors, different types of doctors and uh, twain, I trained about 2,500 over the years in my techniques that I do. And um, what I'm getting from a good percentage of them is that, what they teach them in school is um, if you give people a lot of big words and sound smart, then they'll believe you. I said, no, that's actually false information. You're just going to confuse people. You don't want to give them the big words. You want to break it down. Yeah. And uh, of of course, uh, being uh, motivated and self-motivated or interested in a particular topic is also very helpful. So if it doesn't, if it's, if it's something that you don't really want to know, know about such as your health, then you're never going to be motivated to learn either. So that's probably why uh, you started to create content about the, you know keto and intermittent fasting specifically, because it kind of helped you and you were kind of very interested in it. I was my sickest patient. I mean, here I was in my 20s. I had uh, inflammation, serious inflammation in my hands, like arthritic, all down my back. 
Mm -hmm. uh, chronic fatigue, serious blood sugar issues. The inside of my eyelids were like sand, bloodshot. And so um, it was pretty bad. There was nights I didn't even sleep one minute. So that really drove me to, uh, see, if I didn't have those symptoms, I would have never gotten, gotten into nutrition at all. Mm -hmm. um, because I had, I had um, if you take a look at the awareness of people with health and, you know, like a typical guy who eats junk and has no awareness, that was me. I, I, um, the, the only thing green that I ate growing up was pistachio ice cream and lime green jello. I never ate a vegetable until I, um, after I graduated from college. I just didn't eat healthy. Um, I'm not sure if that was with, did you get into this because of a health problem? Uh, no, uh, I was uh, basically pretty healthy and uh, I just got into through uh, weightlifting and uh, bodybuilding. So I was trying to just optimize my physical performance and uh, that kind of led me to the health side and uh, trying out intermittent fasting first and then trying keto and just uh, stuck with it because it was really enjoyable and uh, started to love it. Oh, wow. That's, you know, um, that's, that's the way to go because the problem is I'm, I'm 50, uh, I'm going to be 55 in a, uh, a few days. But the thing is like when you get older with these pre-existing health problems, they do, even after doing everything you can, they do tend to um, linger on and it'd be nice. It would have been nice not to have, have those uh, currently because it's like, you know, you, I'm co you're constantly working on your body. Um, but to be able to have no old injuries or all this other stuff, it would have been really nice. So you, uh, you're in a good shape. If you're applying both of those things right now and you are in your 20s, um, I think, uh, boy, when you're in 50s, you're just going to be you're gonna be so good that's gonna be awesome <laughs> well hope, hopefully like I, I would just have to not mess things up or <laughs> right exactly <laughs> but you look uh, really good for your, your age as well i would say that you're at least like 10 years younger <laughs> yeah i definitely am a lot younger than um, people around me um but if you take a look at an x-ray at my spine um i got some serious arthritis serious mm. like breakdown it doesn't even look like on the outside but but because i'm eating so healthy and doing intermittent fasting, keeping my stress down, that, that just uh, helps tremendously. So, yeah. Is it, is it possible to like uh, heal it uh, through time? To, um, to an extent, but what happens is like um, the osteophytes or the break, the spurring on the joints and the, the actual disc, I can keep it somewhat at bay, but I, I also had a series of unfortunate accidents. Um, neck injuries, motorcycle accidents, um, uh, fractures to my uh, elbow, going over mm. the handlebars, hitting cement. Uh, so those injuries and surgeries over the time, it kind of just leaves an imprint. And I've done everything I could, including hyperbaric um, treatment, hypoxic uh, therapy, cold. I'm like every therapy just to, to kind of improve it. And it, it's, it's, it's okay. It's actually good. But um, as I get older, I know it's going to kind of keep talking to me. So I have to, that's really my motivation is to preserve mm. it. So I, I don't have to end up a cripple like some people. <laughs> yeah. What about uh, stem cells? Have you looked into that? I did that as well. And I also did, are you familiar with peptide therapy? Uh, yeah. I'm also doing that. And I like that uh, a little bit better than stem cell. First of all, it's a lot cheaper and, uh, mm. and, it just seemed to be more effective. Now, I'm not saying that 
the stem cell is not awesome and it is, but the, the peptide therapy you actually do at home. And, um, it seems to create some really cool effects, especially with recovery and, um, the density of your, your muscles. I've noticed that like even, um, I put on like eight pounds of muscle and it's like really uh, strong, strong muscle. So I, I, it's significant difference before and after, but you have to find either a naturopathic doctor or a doctor that knows about it. That's good. That can set, set you up on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about more, some of the specifics more than like uh, you, you cover basically a lot of keto and intermittent fasting. So uh, why is that, or what is the what is the main reason for uh, you know dedicating that large of a that large of a content for your audience? Well, the benefits um, go beyond just forming ketones. Ketones are awesome because it's a, it's a superior form of fuel. It increases more oxygen. It increases um, your ability to handle oxidative stress. It mm -hmm. um, bypasses damaged tissue in your brain and heart to feed the brain and the heart. Um, so, so you can give it to, uh, someone who's has heart damage or brain damage, but then even more importantly, the benefits of both keto and fasting are about helping to normalize insulin and the insulin, the hyperinsulinemia problem is behind probably 80% of issues that people have heart, mm -hmm. uh, fatty liver, cirrhosis of the heart, um, abnormal clotting in your blood, strokes, um, aneurysms even, um, inflammatory diseases, as you know, like the list goes on and on. So you're, those two tools will help normalize such a root cause for so many health problems that it's kind of like the, if someone to ask you, what, what's the one thing that could be done to fix the majority of problems, it would be to help normalize insulin. But of course, doctors don't check it. They check the blood sugars. But that's really the benefit. Because if you do keto without intermittent fasting, every time you eat, you stimulate insulin. So you're, you're not going to achieve the full benefits. And yet, if you do fasting without keto and you're eating you know, dirty keto or junk food, it's just not optimum too because you're, you're still increasing insulin with the refined carbs. And also, I also uh, recommend like the healthy version of keto, which are high quality foods. Now in your part of the world, you don't have to worry about, I mean, you probably can buy food that's so much healthier than the U.S., but in the U.S., we have to go way out of our way to find some healthy food that won't kill us. So the quality uh, needs to be there. So um, we, I definitely shop at the farmer's markets over here. And uh, I find different farmers that, even some of these farmers, they, they stick sugar in it and stuff like that. So I have to be very selective <laughs> yeah. and work hard. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it's it's so true in a way that uh, the uh, keto and fasting are almost like a match made in heaven. <laughs> that uh, they they, yeah. they work so well together and they kind of complement each other as well. So you you're kind of getting some of the benefits from the fast. Uh, while you're eating keto and uh, vice versa you can also mimic some of the aspects of the fasting without ha having to necessarily fast uh, that long all the time isn't that true and um if you when you do fasting what's just fascinating to me is that i mean you're even your friendly microbes your microbiome they start living longer they start to uh, diversify they start becoming um more 
you get, you get more positive outcomes from your microbiome by fasting, mm-hmm. which then um, they make, they make a, a, just a ton of neurotransmitters for you. GABA, serotonin, acetylcholine, uh, like all these different um, neurotransmitters are made by the microbiome. And um, that can be used by your body because they're identical to what your body makes. So th- it can help your mood. This is probably one of the reasons why you go on a fast and your mood just is elevated because you're, you're generating just a ton of anti-stress hormones and neurotransmitters that uh, make you feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you get this constant feedback from the vagus nerve. Um, 90% of communication from the vagus nerve, which is the longest nerve in the body, to your gut. Uh, 90% of that communication is going from the gut to the brain and 10% goes down. So it's constantly getting feedback up to the brain like, okay, what's happening? So you here you are, you stop eating, you fast, and you're healing your gut, your, your microbes are doing better. All this information goes up to the brain and uh, your stress is better, your mood is better. Um, so it's, it's just, it's fascinating. It's, I think we stumbled on something that is literally, it's dynamite for <laughs> you know, handling problems. And um, so I want to get as many people as I can on this, on the combination of both, because it's just a no brainer. Yeah. And a lot of the times people just have to try it out. And uh, with uh, these, these, uh, these topics becoming more popular, then uh, the information is also going to spread and people become more just curious of, okay, my neighbor just lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) What's their secret? So what do I have to do exactly? What kind of diet do I have to go on? And then they may just end up, end up as changing their diet for the better as well. And just stumble upon your channel or something, some, some other good source of information. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. you mentioned, you know, in a way it's like a dynamite, uh, but, but it's also like very simple and it's a very kind of the aboriginal state for the human body. Like throughout our evolution, we've been basically doing innovative fasting and staying in ketosis for the vast majority of time. And uh, we're just, the modern world has kind of gravitated us too far from that uh, balance. And now we're going to have to, with these keto and fasting, we're just pulling ourselves back towards this balance and uh, achieving this uh, more optimal state, which actually is, should, which is actually like the original state that we, mm-hmm. like brain fog and uh, digestion problems and diabetes and uh, arthritis, those things, they're not normal in a way. They're just the, the side effects of modern living. But uh, being having energy and uh, not feeling hungry and having a bunch of you know ketones circulating a circulating a bloodstream that's the kind of normal state that uh, we should be in like most most of the time. I agree. I agree. If you, um, I mean, even a, a baby, uh, a baby starts off in the very beginning uh, running on ketones. Also, um, women in their especially the third trimester are running on more ketones. Um, and we started out on ketones, so we don't, it makes a lot, if you just really look at it from a logical standpoint, um, we don't, we can't store more than roughly, I'd say on average, like 1700 calories of stored sugar at any given moment. So you have this limited supply of stored sugar, and then you got to go eat some carbs. Um, but we have almost an unlimited amount of stored fat, right? Mm-hmm. A thin, thin person has about I think it's over 100,000 calories of fat. So we were designed to run off our fat and we weren't designed to eat so frequent. So as things evolved and um, we we made it so convenient that we can actually even have food driven to our house 
if we want to order it, uh, if you want something to eat. So um, I tell you, it's like once people understand it, it just it makes so much sense. And it's like, okay. And then they do it and they feel better. And uh, it's one of those um, obvious things. And I think really the things that are in life that are powerful are very simple. Mm -hmm. um, the more simple something is, the more powerful it is. And, and it's easy to do. You feel better and you're not craving. And I think the other thing is the hunger goes away. So it makes it just doable. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have hunger, you can do this for a long time. Mm. Yeah, and uh, basically, you can uh, achieve this freedom from uh, having to eat all the time, and especially freedom from the cravings and just snacking. Yes, and uh, I do want to mention um, um, I invited you as one of our, our main speakers at our Keto Summit, and um, it's in August uh, 29th and 30th. Um, and of course, we're switching to a virtual, um, I just told you that today. It's going to be a virtual seminar. So that way, Anyone in the world can watch us from their home. And then we'll have a video uh, on the speaker and their slides, and you can watch and learn. Um, but one of the things I'm going to be um, talking about is um, I did this, and it's really hard for me not to talk about it in my videos because I'm constantly coming in contact. Uh, I did a, a huge, huge evaluation. Uh, it took me months on some very interesting uh, statistics on um, food, the grocery store, why people die uh, in different countries. And I have an analysis that's fascinating that I'm going to share at this summit. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I think people will love this data. Um, but I just wanted to mention that there will be a virtual summit and um, it'll be streamed live. So wow. all the speakers will just be speaking from their location. Yeah, looking forward to it. Sounds sounds very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, the healthy keto to kind of describe your recommendations. So, like, what does it mean, and how does it differ from like regular keto or some other form of it? Yeah, there's a lot of different forms of keto. You got the dirty keto, which they don't really pay attention to the ingredients. Healthy keto is a combination of high quality ingredients and also satisfying your nutrient requirements. Um, for example, um, uh, potassium, we, we do need roughly about 4,700 milligrams of potassium. We do need um, almost 500 milligrams of magnesium. Uh, two really important, important minerals. Uh, potassium mm -hmm. is, your body allocates 30% of all of its energy um, for this little, these little pumps in your cells. They're called sodium potassium pumps. And what they do is they keep the potassium inside the cell and the sodium outside the cell to keep this, uh, this differential, which is um, separated by, a, an, or insulated by a, this cell uh, wall. And um, it acts as a battery. And the, if you take the voltage in the cell and you divide it by the thickness of the wall of the cell, um, it would be equivalent to about 200,000 volts of energy, <laughs> these cells. I mean, it's just, it's fascinating. And all this is created by this little pump. They have, well, you have billions of them. They're called the sodium potassium pump. So this is why when someone starts keto and they don't consume enough potassium, they get the keto fatigue. Uh, potassium is, is not just good for energy, but it's also good for uh, balancing out sodium. Uh, it's involved in 
a lot of different enzymes. It's also um, really good if you're an athlete and you want to have more endurance. And simply put, people just don't get enough potassium in their diet. So they have this chronic subclinical uh, thing. Mm -hmm. And so their blood pressure starts going up, their arteries get stiff. Um, potassium is actually very protective to the kidney. It's only um, contraindicated when you have like stage five kidney, da uh, kidney damage. So it's something that's very important. And um, if you take a look at your food um, and you don't consume enough greens or vegetables or things like that or avocados, uh, it is very difficult to achieve your potassium amounts. Mm -hmm. um, you, if you do a carnivore, it's still, I mean, if you count up the amount of potassium in meat, you, you get like, I think it's like 300 milligrams for three ounces of a given you know, piece of meat. But mm -hmm. still, you'd have to consume so much meat to get your potassium. So um, I, I find that when people elevate their potassium and magnesium, both of them, because magnesium is used in the uh, Krebs cycle to make energy, uh, you um, dramatically um, improve things, uh, including insulin resistance. You improve that. You will get rid of extra, extra fluid retention, and you just have so much ener more energy. So um, potassium is – so healthy keto would, would be making sure that you eat the foods and the quantities to get those nutrients – uh, as your requirements. If you're doing fasting, of course, your requirements go down significantly because you're recycling things, you become more efficient. Um, and then you also have um, the essential trace minerals, um, like, for example, like zinc, mm -hmm. selenium, iodine. Uh, these are other things that are missing from the diet. So um, another set of foods to consume with a healthy keto would be shellfish. Um, and uh, if you have enough um, selenium, which most, well, pretty much all the shellfish has enough selenium to counter any mercury in there, you don't have to worry about it. You know, salmon has a great amount of trace minerals as well as the omega-3 fatty acids. So um, I get people to start looking at the, the types of food to give you the nutrients um, versus yeah. just being in keto, being yeah. low carb. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh because a lot of the time people who may go on keto, they just end up eating like uh, bacon and cheese sticks and uh, butter only and uh, very little vegetables and uh, nothing really nutritious. So that's, that's yeah, it's, it's so true in a way that the food quality matters and uh, like the nutrients themselves, I would say they're more important than the keto itself. Like you can, you can be healthy without keto, uh, but you know, yeah, like uh, it's kind of good to... Uh, make the conversation about the specifically the food quality and the nutrient density rather than just the ketones because you can even be unhealthy you can definitely be unhealthy uh, while being still in ketosis and even if you're losing weight that's right so why not take advantage of all the things that are available to you it's just a, it's like okay good keto's great okay let's add what else can we add to this mixture now i'm not sure if you um if, you're, if you've seen this study by Bruce Ames, he's a PhD. Maybe you have, but um, it was fascinating to find out that through his research, he's like 90 years old. I think he has a PhD in biochemistry and molecular biology. But, but the fact that uh, a nutrient deficiency creates the same damage as radiation to your DNA wow. blew me away. In other words, 
just being deficient in folate, for example, could create massive DNA destruction. Like you would think that would only come from like chemicals and radiation, but it also comes from a, a subclinical nutrient deficiency. Mm-hmm. And folate uh, comes from the Latin word, which means uh, foliage, which is um, like plant plant source type things, right? Mm-hmm. So um, vegetables, again, you know, I I, I'm, I I don't recommend consuming it if you have bloating, but uh, if you don't have bloating from it, I think I, I, I would definitely consume more of that. Mm. But that's some that's some really good, powerful data. Um, like we have this coronavirus going on right now. Um, in the last two weeks, I had three close people call me up and tell me they had cancer. One, they have two weeks to live. The other one has two years to live, stage four. Mm. And the other one is unknown. So it just it was a wake-up call for me to start increasing the volume of um, my message, which is don't wait, do something now. The amount of effort it would take for someone to create their health versus the amount of effort it takes to get out of a bad situation. Let's say you're an elderly person with a coronavirus, right? And you have weak lungs or you have cancer. The amount of effort it takes to get out of that it's like very risky. It's not very smart to, to let yourself go that far. So um, I think it's uh, wise to um, prevent things and um, yeah. act as if uh, you might have a problem so you can actually stay healthy. Yeah, like the, the prevention is the best medicine. And uh, yeah, like it's even if you do have, uh, let's say, a bad history in terms, <coughs> of the, in terms of eating healthy or diet, then you can still turn it around and uh, That's right. see, see some improvements or at least, at least uh, sh- sh- slow down the negative side effects. Exactly. I, um, you know, I noticed like even on your, your website, you, you're, even a, you're a health coach. You, you like um, to study competent people, right? Mm-hmm. You like studying smart people. There's a there's a book that I want uh, that I'm reading recently. It's called The Technology of War. It's, it's basically okay. was uh, the Sun Tzu, um, the Art of War. But this is a different version. There's a guy um, long time ago. He um, he found that the original um, translation from Mandarin Chinese to the versions of the books that you would buy in the Art of War were completely distorted, completely and utterly distorted. So um, he decided to really learn the language and then transcribe every single word to have it exactly like the original text from Sun Tzu. Sun Tzu is a military strategist. He's probably one of the most competent people uh, on the, uh, that ever was, um, one of them. But he wrote this book on how to win, win a war. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is it does apply to this re- recent coronavirus in that the, the virus is kind of like an enemy. Our immune system is like the army, right? And we're battling this immune thing. But I wanted to um, just share one little quote, if I could, on this book, because it's, it's fascinating. The amount of um, wisdom that's in this book, like one paragraph, you just almost have to take a walk. But can I share one little thing with yeah, it? Yeah, from? go ahead. Okay, so these are just two paragraphs. Do not depend upon or put trust in the enemy not coming. I depend on having the means by which to keep watch, to predict, and to handle what has been predicted or is expected. Hmm. Interesting. 
so like don't wait for an enemy not coming don't wait for the virus to come and get you like yeah um i depend upon having the means by which to keep watch to predict and to handle what has been predicted or expected so if you were to have the awareness that hey listen a poor immune system because you're eating like crap is going to make me susceptible then you're you can predict that you're going to eventually get it if you're exposed um this the next paragraph and says do not depend upon or put trust in the enemy not launching attacks i depend upon having that position or space which the enemy cannot attack Hmm. now if you were to um have the right nutrients, zinc, uh, vitamin D, vitamin C, and you're healthy, like you're basically bulletproofing yourself against attacks. If you keep your carbs low, um, and we know that sugar feeds cancer, for example, that's one of the fuels, um, you're, you're bulletproofing yourself, you're protecting yourself, you're getting in a place where you can avoid the attack. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, anyway, I just want to share that because I thought it was a just a fascinating little quote that applies to what's happening right now because yeah. the, the, the strategy of the virus is to attack the weak, the people with weakened immune system. Yeah. And, yeah, so, and uh, a lot of the time people just kind of take their, their health for granted. Like they don't see the, uh, the kind of consequences immediately. Those consequences only happen like when they get diagnosed with a cancer or when they c- catch some serious other illness and then they start to think about these things, which is kind of the wrong strategy. You have to kind of think like Sun Tzu, that you kind of prepare yourself and you can act as if the enemy is already here and uh, make the uh, right defensive uh, measurements right now. Absolutely. Um- uh, you know, one of the one of the things he talks about is uh, when you evaluate um, your advantages and your disadvantages to the enemy's advantages and disadvantages, you can basically decide if you want to go to war or not. But the key is, or this, the thing that he really emphasizes is winning the battle before without going to war. Mm-hmm. So that would be like protecting yourself against viruses without letting your immune system go to war with this virus, you know? Yeah. Because some people barely get have any reaction, um, because the, the the amount of resources in war or in life it takes to try to get yourself out of a bad situation, uh, legally or whatever you're in, is just astronomical and it's risky. So, um, fascinating book, um, a lot of wisdom. Um, the problem is trying to find it on Amazon because it, you it won't come up. It's buried. You have to type in the the technology of war, not the art of war. Because he he found that the original transcription uh, the translation meant technology, not art. Art implies um, creativity. Technology is a very specific law or something that you're going to do. So this is like very specific. You do this mm-hmm. and you will win. Uh, and art okay. says, well, you can kind of do it like this, and you know, use your own judgment. And so and yeah. that's that's what he found. Wow, that's really interesting, and uh, yeah, completely uh, different different interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what what about uh, let's say organ meats and those things for the nutrients? Those are also like yeah. one, one of the best uh, uh, foods for that. It, they're absolutely. In fact, even they have more than vegetables. I mean, you um, organ meats are just loaded um, with uh, nutrients. Um, so liver, high quality liver, uh, kidney, heart. In in America, we have a um, we get our organ meats from U.S. Wellness Meats. And they have a, a burger 
that they, they put in a heart and kidney and liver and you can not even taste it. So it's in there. It's like 30% of it. You can barely taste yeah. it. And that's how I, I like to hide it in my food. Cause I, you know, as a child, those forced to eat liver, I just can't eat it. But this way I can get it down and it, it really is. Um, it's so healthy. It's so yeah. healthy. Yeah. That, that's a really easy trick. And also you can, you can trick children into eating it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What about, uh, the other macronutrients, like there's especially like different debates about protein and fat ratios when it comes to keto. So uh, what's your thoughts on that? Which kind of uh, yeah. approach do you use? Well, out of all the, um, you know, you have the bioavailability, you have how much of that protein is wasted uh, as just urea. And you have certain amounts of protein that's converted into uh, fuel mm -hmm. um, as glucose. And so out of all the proteins, starting from the top, um, breast milk is number one, but of course it's hard to find that. Um, number two, which is probably more available would be eggs. Whole eggs um, are, are one of the best sources of bioavailable protein. I'm talking about protein that actually turns into actual tissue. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the bottom of the list, as we go down, um, the one that actually I think I'm not crazy about is the whey protein, the, the very extremely low fat protein powders. Um, they create a lot of problems in probably even lower than that would be the soy protein isolate um, protein, which is in all these keto friendly bars and things very, very terrible in practice. And see, this is the advantage that I have. I have, I've had like tens of thousands of people, working one-on-one -on -one over many years to see things, right? And then mm -hmm. someone like uh, that's a clinical researcher would never in a million years see this, but um, I'll have people come in that were vegan and they lose their teeth, you know, or other people come in there on the ideal protein, which is full of soy protein isolate and end up with um, serious gallbladder and liver problems. Or they'll, they'll do some diet with um, this powdered protein, low fat, and uh, end up with chronic burping that they can't stop. Mm -hmm. um, these are the types of things that I've seen. Um, there are blends also of amino acids that I do recommend um, for certain people that, that you can actually increase the, um, the turnover rate into body tissue. So there's very, very minimal waste, like maybe, uh, maybe 5% wasted protein. But at the very next, if you're using eggs, even eggs, and eggs are the best, one of the best, you're still um, about half of that protein is not ever turning into um, body tissue. Um, there's some great references on that I can send you to. But, um, but of course, um, we don't want to go lean fat. We want to have the, the normal amounts of fat in the meat um, as far as um, the percentages. I, I found, too, that sometimes when keto... Um, people try all sorts of things, and I found that um, like if you start adding a lot more fat to this, like especially when you start doing the keto bombs and you're doing a tremendous amount of butter, and let's say you're only doing that, um, it could throw your system out of balance. So you're doing a little too much uh, MCT oil, which I, I recommend and I use on a regular basis. But if you do too much of the of one thing, and it's not as maybe nutrient dense. It's like might be too heavy. I think it throws other things off. Um, 
like even calcium and certain minerals. So I, I like the idea ideally of having um, the fats and proteins uh, together as one unit. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree that, uh, you know, you, you should get your uh, fats as well as protein from like these uh, good quality sources. And uh, essentially you can also get like the right ratios that way. Uh, most of the time, like yeah. you don't have to necessarily uh, let's say add a bunch of extra fats if you're getting your fat from like grass-fed steak or salmon or uh, the eggs or whatever it is and uh, yeah essentially you can uh, get you know all the nutrients from that as well uh, but yeah i i think um, a lot of people may like depends on the particular individual and their goal so uh, how much of each uh, should they consume so for instance if someone is trying to build muscle then yeah they should increase the protein intake but some like a really like a lightweight older woman, then their protein requirements are much lower than uh, someone who is working out and uh, who has like a more body weight. So yeah, it depends on the individu individual. And yeah, usually like anything in excess, in, in, anything in excess can be harmful. Like too much protein, too much fat, too many too many carbs. All of them can have like negative side effects. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, I think the diversity of foods are important too. Um, even from the microbial diversity, you can actually, like even if you're doing vegetables, you should not just have like one vegetable all the time. Um, have a, a variety, it seems to help the diversity. Um, which then, that diversity of micro, the microbiome is um, really, really interesting because it, it, will, it will help you um, build more um, short chain fatty acids, which will then improve the integrity of the gut lining. It improves the energy that feeds the colon cells as well as mm -hmm. gives you energy. And it also um, will help to, um, it has immune properties as well. So yeah. uh, I think it's important uh, to keep that strong. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like the gut is uh, pretty important. And usually like, yeah. it's not necessarily that certain foods, uh, you know, or the diversity is a result of certain foods. It's, it's more of like the diversity is the, result of just health and uh yes being in yes. optimal health and getting all the nutrients so to say so you can you can achieve like this uh optimal state of um you know gut balance or gut diversity on many different type, many different kinds of diets and uh yeah like you can you can incorporate some different vegetable vegetables uh but but at the same time you it also depends on the individual again so if they if the person is reacting negatively to a particular food even if it's like uh let's say I don't know, some broccoli or uh, eggs, then it's, it's not going to be beneficial for them because they're, they're going to experience inflammation in their, in their gut and uh, they essentially won't get the same effects or the same benefits as someone else who doesn't react negatively. That's right. For, for example, if I ate broccoli right now, I would literally be in pain for about five hours. <laughs> Severe pain. Yeah, for some reason, I don't have the... Uh, the microbore enzyme to break that fiber down. It just kills me, just a small amount, but all the other ones I can do fine. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's uh, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, or, exactly. What, what, what do you eat then uh, on a regular day? Well, like right now, it's um, at, in my time zone, it's quarter to three, and in about 15 minutes, I'll have my first meal, and I'll do, uh, I do four eggs. I like duck eggs. I will do some um, bacon from um, uh, a local farm. I will also do an avocado and some grass-fed 
cheese, organic cheese. And, and I'll also do some, I'll put some fermented vegetables on there. And that will be my first meal. Now, I do two meals primarily because um, my metabolism is super fast. And if I do one meal, even though I would love one meal, I just get a little too lean. So I'm trying to just keep my weight up just a little bit more. Um, and so I do, I'll do another meal, even though I'm not hungry, at about six. And I'll just do my big salad and I'll just do a little bit of protein. And uh, like I might do um, this really good summer sausage where I'll do, um, I like different types of salt, pork sausage and it's um, high quality. Uh, I might do a little bit of um, beef. Actually, I just remembered I have some really good salmon. I'll have to have salmon in there um, because I bought a bunch of it. I have to eat it. But yeah, it's um, grass-fed, not grass-fed, it's uh, wild-caught salmon. And then, um, then I'm good. That's pretty much all I eat. Hmm. What, what, what's your, what do you eat in your meal? Uh, yeah, I was basically seeing similar foods, uh, like some vegetables, uh, eggs, and uh, meat, fish, uh, maybe some avocados, but not, not a lot. And yeah, like essentially like a low-carb keto is my, let's say uh, most of the time I'm doing that, but I also incorporate like um, carbohydrate days where I deliberately try to break ketosis and mm. uh, I'm eating like fruits and starches. Uh, but on those days I'm doing like low fat, so to say, to not mm. combine or not to not to kind of spike my insulin with high amounts of fats in the blood. So yeah, like I'm doing, I'm doing like a cyclical keto diet, uh, but uh, on most days uh, I do... Uh, yeah, do the same keto as you, like some uh, meats, eggs, and uh, vegetables. Well, it's, I'm jealous that uh, the quality of um, probably even the carbohydrates are so much higher than the ones that are here. Um, so, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't have quality carbohydrates here. So, yeah. Well, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm still not eating, you know, bread or uh, some uh, pastries or something. <laughs> I'm still eating, like, the clean carbs, like, the, the more benign carbs, like... Uh, fruits and uh, potatoes and rice and uh, that sort of thing. So but we also have uh, like our own uh, berries, like, you know, strawberries, oh. blueberries. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> well, yeah, like growing your own food is a really a privilege and something that I think everyone should try to aim for. Yes. Do you, do you have a garden? Uh, yeah, we do have a small, small garden and we also have uh, our own chickens. So. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's so nice. That's so great. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe let's talk a little bit about your chiropractic experience as well. So, mm-hmm. like, what's maybe give like a brief backstory or overview of what's it like to be a chiropractor? Because uh, most people don't probably know. Yeah, a chiropractic is a chiropractor. They're an interesting breed of uh, diverse people that got involved with it. Um, it's just interesting because you, it's a <laughs> all different types of people get involved with being a chiropractor. But I went to my, my grad, my grandfather graduated in 1920, uh, came from Sweden, didn't speak any English, graduated from chiropractic college without even an accent. Interesting. So he, he, um, he worked seven days a week and he practiced when it was illegal to be a chiropractor. So he had to do it in hiding and we'd work. And um, he basically, you know, he didn't know about, keto he didn't know about intermittent fasting so he died of a stroke when he was like 55 and became paralyzed and um so um 
I got, I, I didn't get interested from what he did. I didn't even know what a chiropractic was because I never knew him. But anyway, I, I did it. And um, it's, um, it's really, really cool to be a chiropractor because y- your tool is your hands and the techniques that you can do. There's like 300 different techniques that I've learned that I can take, have someone come in with any type of musculoskeletal problem you could imagine, sprain this, you know, pain in the ankle, wherever. And I can go in there and help them really quick. And so I can use these different techniques and make people feel really good. And so it's labor intensive. It takes a lot of energy. Um, you, you end up maybe sometimes hurting your back by working on really like some of the people that came in are like 400 pound, huge guys that, you know, you have to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people get freaked out because they, they look at the neck being adjusted and they think that's dangerous, but we practice so much. It's extremely safe, just little babies, older people, um, fragile people, and uh, it's safe. And um, you have to be able to differentiate. Um, let's say someone comes in with a really stiff neck. You don't want to use a lot of force and try to force against the, the guarding muscle. So you have to really work with the body to know how far to go, when to adjust and when not to adjust. Personally, I found that 80% of most of these pain problems are referred from the gut. And so I would do a lot of manual work on the digestive system, gallbladder, and I would get amazing results. The other thing that I would do is um, I developed a technique which very, very, I have a lot of videos on it. If you have pain in one side of the body, you can work on the opposite side to get rid of the pain. And it's mm. fascinating. Wow. There's, a, there's a condition, even like... Um, there's a serious condition it's called sympathetic reflex dystrophy or syndrome. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a situation where you, let's say you went in surgery um, and now you have excruciating pain 24 seven and you're, you're about ready to k- kill yourself. And it could be a, on a body part. Like um, one lady had on the left foot. I come in there. Everyone's working on her left foot. I work on the good foot on the mirror image side, the exact point. I worked on that, I massaged it. Um, you, you just see tears of relief. Just, just finally, finally something worked. I mean, that's so rewarding. So I would come home and just be like uh, a kid in a candy store, like, honey, you gotta hear what happened today. This is amazing, this person got well. This is... So that was a very, very enjoyable. And then when I stopped practicing, it was like something was really missing, but I had to kind of, choose of, uh, do I do that? Or do I, you know, try to help a million people, you know, through online stuff, because it's real hard to do both. But it's a it's a very um, fun profession, because um, people come in with really serious issues, and you can help them. And it's dramatic. Um, so that's, it's just, a, it's, it was really enjoyable to be, be a chiropractor. But, but you're actually manipulating joints all day long and you're hearing this night, you know, you know, <laughs> popping and clicking and you're working on soft tissue. So it's, uh, it, it was very, very fun. Yeah. I think, uh, the, it's, it's a, one of the best kind of examples of uh, how connected everything is in the body. So you, sh- you <laughs> yeah. can't really never look at as an isolated system and, uh, you have to kind of understand how these different systems interact and how do you work them? or make them work together. Well, you know, um, that's right. Because let's say, for example, you had an injury uh, 20 years ago on your left ankle. Well, I already know, I already know 
how you're going to be limping, where you're going to be hurting. You're going to be hurting on the opposite hip. Like all the different compensating muscles, you'll, you'll understand that you know, when you work with that, that amount of people and you'll be able to figure things out and uh, they've been struggling with. But yeah, it's all, you have one big connected you know, body tissue that, that you have to um, realize that where they're hurting might not necessarily be where the problem is. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> and uh, maybe that kind of carries over into keto and uh, fasting as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, if I, would, I wish I would have known about this when I started practice because I would have put people on this. They would have got rid of their pain because fasting drops inflammation like nothing else, and especially when you lower their carb. Initially, I was trying to picture this, right? If you have a guy that's eating carbs and eating every three hours, okay? So you know he is bloating. You know he has inflammation. And then you're a chiropractor. You don't know about this and you're working on this guy couple times a week, week after week, and you're frustrated because he's not getting better. That, that's what it was like for quite a few people who ate junk. Um, yeah. And I was so frustrated. I was like, what am I, what am I not doing here? Mm -hmm. um, because in my mind, I, I was using this one tool for every problem, and I didn't know about this uh, keto thing for about the first 12 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like a lot of times just like eliminating bread or some other greens is uh, going to be like really uh, significant for most people in terms of uh, their like joint pain and uh, inflammation in general. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, that, that's a really awesome to hear. And I'm really uh, grateful for you making all these different kinds of videos and helping uh, people to get access to this information. So you mentioned, the uh, the keto summit so is there any other additional information uh, that you would like to talk about it yeah you know we're going to have the keto summit it's going to be virtual it's going to be uh, live um the emphasis of this keto summit is going to be on intermittent fasting and that's why that's where you come in <laughs> and um it, we're also going to bring in some really good experts um on the immune system there are going to be some added uh, people talking. So that way, when everyone um, watches this, they're going to have a, a better understanding of um, the things that work, the things that can help them create their healthy body. And um, if something works, might as well strengthen it and learn more and more. So that's what this is about. Mm -hmm. um, I really want all the speakers to make sure that, and, I'm, and I actually make sure they do this before they go on, they break things down. They're not using any big words. So then we have a really good understanding. Um, but it's going to be um, a great event and uh, we'll be promoting it. And then I will also want to interview you and my channel uh, very soon as well. We'll talk about it too. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about um, all the things, all discoveries that you made and also with just all the data you have in your books. Yeah. So. Yeah. Looking forward to the event and yeah, it's going to be a good one. So uh, before I ask my last question, uh, where can people learn more about you and your work? Um, if you go to drberg.com, uh, that's one way I have uh, everything there. And then also on YouTube, if you just type in Dr. Berg, um, go to my channel and then you'll see all the videos there. I have 5,000. And you start from, start from the beginning and then just go through them in date sequence. Yeah. I'm being very sarcastic. I'm going to go backwards. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to put all the links in the show notes. And, yeah. Can um, you, can you paste those uh, in? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the full playlist. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, my last question is, uh, 
what's this one piece of advice or habit you wish you adopted sooner? Um, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I can um, recommend, and I think that it, this relates to weight loss in general, it's not lose weight to get healthy, it's get healthy to lose weight. It's a really simple concept, but it's very powerful because if you actually try to lose weight on top of an unhealthy body, it's not going to work. So the methods that you use to lose weight normally, like dieting in general, slow your metabolism down. I mean, think about how many people have a slow metabolism because they dieted a thousand times because they're doing the wrong thing. So it's really mm -hmm. about getting healthy. And, and here's the real big point that I want to mention about getting healthy. The, the, one of the top, actually, if not, if we take these in order, the top thing about getting healthy is getting your, um, you, getting your fuel from your own fat, burning your own fat, getting the ketosis that way. So that's the most important thing right now is to do that. And then, of course, do it healthily because anything else is you're running on glucose. So it's get healthy, lose weight. How do we do that? We have to um, burn, get in the fat burning, ketosis. And um, that would be a superior um, principle to, to focus on first. That gets you out of trouble because it drops insulin and, uh, and handles so many other conditions versus anything else. Like, oh, here's my advice. So drink more water. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, that'll help me. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, quite, quite uh, a different approach in a way that you, the weight loss is going to be much easier if you're healthy. And yeah. uh, at the same time, being healthy or losing weight is also a side effect of uh, being healthy. So you can exactly. kind of kill, kill two birds with two birds with one stone and uh, still uh, get the results without necessarily like deliberately focusing on just the weight loss and, uh, you know, improving body composition. Right. Exactly. I agree. Well, uh, it's been great talking with you and uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to the, the, to the summit and yeah, looking forward to more of your videos. <laughs> My pleasure, and thank you for um, this interview. And then we'll we'll be talking soon. Um, and uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you too. Okay, I'll see you later. All right, that's it for this episode of the Body Mind Empowerment Podcast. If you want to support us, then I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a review on iTunes and the other social media platforms. You can now order my new book, Metabolic Autophagy, that covers a lot of the same topics that we talked in here. It's a collection of certain lifestyle habits and practices that prioritize longevity as well as performance. To support this podcast, you can also become a Patreon and get exclusive video lectures from my biohacking bootcamp that covers circadian rhythms, intermittent fasting, autophagy, resistance training, biofeedback, and many more. But other than that, my name is Seem. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay empowered.